reason. The sunrise? The OR and the amount of punishment the human body can take and still survive. Hey, Henry, if you start acting humane, you'll take the fun out of the war. I majored in tickling in medical school. Top of the morning to you, you big two-fisted heart of gold, toda lola lola, father McIntyre. You have beautiful hands. Thank you. They're my mother's. If she ever finds out I've got them, she'll kill me. Your lips move plenty. Only when there's a girl attached. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 Podcast. I'm your host, Kenny, and joining me today are my good pal, Simon. Gentlemen. And Al. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> today we're going to be discussing episode 22 of season 2. It is the 46th episode overall. It is titled, George... It was directed by Gene Reynolds. It was written by Regeer and Marowitz. Production code is K422, and the original air date is February 16th, 1974. Uh oh. Some more butter for your fingers, Frank? Relax. I'll retract the nerve. You suture the muscle. Thanks. Can you see all right? Fine. Very kind of you to help, Pierce. Maybe we can go into partnership after the war. I'll handle the surgery, and you do whatever it is you do. Well, the plot summary for this more serious episode, a decorated soldier arrives at the 4077th as a result of a fight and confides to Hawkeye that he is a homosexual. Hawkeye and Trapper try to preserve his secret and prevent him from receiving a dishonorable discharge, courtesy of Frank. Frank, you've scheduled Ross for active duty? Yes, sir. Tomorrow I'll have his cast off and we'll have him out of traction. I'm giving him a little rubber ball to squeeze. Frank, who's it going to hurt if he spends one week in Tokyo? I mean, uh, you know, he could take his little rubber ball with him. May I remind you, sir, we're fighting a war? Well, that certainly explains all the noise at night. This hospital is a vital cog in our fighting machine. Frank. The price of freedom is eternal vigilance. Frank. That's why we can't allow any letdown in command or in the ranks. Frank, you are the only man I know makes George Washington seem like a slacker. Our guest stars in this episode, Richard Eli, plays Private George, not to be confused with the economist Richard T. Eli. This Richard has 11 titles to his resume, his last role being in One Life to Live. And once again, we have William Christopher, Father Francis Mulcahy. I got him like on the last six episodes, I've said his name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Patricia Stevens returns as Nurse Stevens. And Bobby Mitchell returns as Nurse Mitchell. And finally, we have George F. Simons, who plays Simons. Only seven titles to George's resume, though he did appear in four episodes of MASH, this being his first. Hmm. All right. Very convenient casting. Yes, they went, they went far with those names. I'm surprised they didn't get a real priest named Francis Mulcahy to play <laughs> Father Mulcahy. <laughs> Woo. Oh, Doc, have you got a minute? Anything wrong? Well, no, I feel fine. As a matter of fact, I was wondering when I could get out of here to get back to my outfit. You want out of here? After the Army went to the trouble of arranging all this mud and lice? You haven't even had dysentery yet. It's all included in the same price, you know. Uh, no kidding, Doc. How soon? What's your rush? The world will still be there. 
His option's been picked up for another year. But there's no question that I will be back. We're running some tests on you. We'll know in a day or two. Well, even if the tests come back against me, could you still okay me for combat? You want to go back? Keep talking like that, I'll give you a saliva test. Listen, Doc, uh, I've watched you around the hospital. You care about people. Some of my best friends are people. Well, you noticed my bruises, huh? Oh, yeah. Very nice. Who's your exterior decorator? Well, Doc, two guys have got beat up in my outfit. One colored and uh, one homosexual. So you're a Negro. Who'd have guessed? Well, we went out last week and got drunk on leave. And I talked more than I should have about something that happened a couple years ago. And you want to go back to that outfit? You're going to get your purple heart all black and blue. It's important to me that I finish my tour of duty. Now more than ever. All right, so let's go ahead and discuss the episode. Uh, I will start us off. I actually enjoyed this episode, as uh, I'm sure you guys figured that out. Why? Um, just because of the, 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 the topic, the subject matter. You know, the Korean being... War? <laughs> yes, the Korean War, that's it. 60 minutes. <laughs> I'm trying to be delicate here. Uh, me being a homosexual... <gasps> Oh. Um, what? <laughs> what? I know. Shocker. Simon, Shocker. did you know this? This is not the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> but back in the day, I mean, this was made in 1974. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, a topic like that was so voodoo. I mean, it's still today, you know, I still get, you know, people hating me for who I am. But, you know, it, it's less than now than it was in 1974. I couldn't even imagine them approaching the subject. And they do it delicately, and it's not really, you know... It's not in your face type of mm-hmm. type of thing. I just like the way it was done. I love the way that they portray all the characters, how they react to it. Obviously, Frank's gonna be an ass. He is an ass to begin with, and we knew he would be bad. Uh, Margaret, you really can't tell if she's for it or she's just supporting Frank, really. But I do like I do like Hawkeye's reaction and Trapper, and you know, it's just it, it's it. I don't know. It's just it was really good that they're you know whose business is it. Anyways, he's a he's a great soldier. Hmm. You know, he's he's fight, he's fighting hard. He's been wounded four times, and he still wants to go back out there because he he wants to prove that he can do it. He wants to finish his tour of duty. Hmm. You know, even though his life is threatened not only by the enemy but by people within his own troop. I just like that they touched on this subject because they touch on the subject a few times during the series, but this is the most heavily touched on one. Hmm. And I just I just enjoyed it. I I enjoyed the inter- the interaction of the characters. I thought it was funny, and you know it was the typical Frank Burns and and Hulan against the rest of the of the camp. But I did like the topic. You know, what'd you guys think? What'd you think, Al? I I agree. I thought that uh, you know once more Mash breaks some new ground uh, mm-hmm. in the 1970s. Now yeah. this was very very this was a very controversial episode for the era. And uh, like always, though, MASH is way ahead of every other show in the 1970s, for sure, to bring this topic out. Yeah. Uh, now, I mean, they, they, did, they did touch on this, this subject, this type of subject, many times, but not quite like this, like with mm-hmm. Reese Company. Uh, they had the suggestion of, of homosexuality, you know, with Jack pretending to be gay. But they made 
it was more like they made fun of it, addressing it uh, in a different mm-hmm. way. Like, hey, yeah. okay, you can live with two girls because you're gay. But yeah. MASH did it in a way to say, you know, the, the, it's not right to treat people that way. It's not right to treat anybody, no matter what they believe in, no matter what you know lifestyle they have. It doesn't matter. You shouldn't be treating them any differently than you would treat anybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they did it in a wonderful way, uh, like MASH does. I mean, they they had such a great group of writers. They they like I said. I mean, it sounds cliche, but they were way ahead of their time. Um, and I know that you guys don't like Frank, and I know you don't like Larry Linville very much, but I think he did a great job in this episode in a different way than you might think. I think his portrayal of the typical 1950s homophobic officer was spot on. Yeah. People like that truly believed, you know, that that being gay was was an illness that that could be cured and possibly, yeah. you know, caught like a virus. So it's like, hey, stay away from me. And yeah. I think that Larry Linville did a great job. Mm. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I totally agree. I thought you need that character. You need to show that because there, he was probably the, the more of the norm during that right. time than, exactly. than Hawkeye was. You know, mm-hmm. Hawkeye would probably be the norm now compared to Frank. But back in the day, I mean, Frank was speaking for millions of people, you know. Right. So, I mean, I know uh, th- this might be soapbox time, but uh, – I know that a lot of people think that the country is still backwards, you know, that people and society is still backwards in treating certain groups of people poorly. But really take a, take a look at this episode and and consider what it was just, you know, 30, 40 years ago. I think we've come a long way as a society towards accepting everybody. I really do. Um, yeah. Sure. I loved I loved the drama that Hawkeye and Trapper put together at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. Uh, but you know what? Uh, I I seriously doubt that a guy like Frank would have been uh, that quick to give in, no matter you know what kind of blackmail that they would have had on him. Yeah, yeah. But I I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was I thought I, you know, I've seen this episode so many times, and and I can watch it so many times because the acting is just great. The writing was just perfect. Cool. What do you think, Med? Oh well, you know what. <clears throat> I think you're both back, you know, got the nail on the head here. I think it's a, a fantastic episode, really well wrote. Um, poignant episode, uh, as we've, you both uh, very eloquently put. Um, what makes this work for me as well is in the early 70s, there was such a danger of uh, betraying somebody who was gay in a certain way. And nine times out of ten, if you was going to portray someone who was gay, they'd be overly effeminate. And really yeah. camping it up, you know, the, the 70s, yeah. the 70s disco camping style, you know, uh, John, yes. John Travolta, <clears throat> sort of thing. Um, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we get sued. Uh, but it was nice. It was nice to see that they didn't go down at, at that, that, that alley and had uh, Richard Eilert play him as. And uh, I'm not going to say I hate the word when people say, oh, you know, he's he's like normal. Well, normal, well, yeah. To be fair, yes, he is normal because being gay, he is normal. You know, there's no, there's no there shouldn't be any yeah. kind of, of. I've always had this thing where I've turned around and said, "Oh, you know, uh, if you're gay, you're gay." There's no. It, it, I think this, this could be a British, <laughs> uh, more of a British thing, I suppose. But I find in Britain anyway, uh, where no one generally cares, uh, and it's sort of yeah. like so. You know what I mean? It's, it's probably more of a thing if you are, you know, feminine it up kind of thing, I suppose, camping it. But I really like the way they did that yeah. in, ep- in this episode. And I love the way that Hawkeye, of course, Hawkeye and Trapper are going to be there for him. They're the heroes of the episode. I was a little bit surprised to a certain degree of how vindictive and how vicious uh, Frank was. I could understand him. And I know, <clears throat> I know the reason why they did this was because it was a representation of what 
feelings were at this time and they yeah. they got all that together and put it into the one character yeah. um yeah. but i didn't really believe that frank would be so so vicious about it because um i don't see that in frank i see him as being very kind of like old school straight down the line um you know the way that the, the true american should be so to speak in the 50s you know that kind of like i always have my flag draped through my brain uh and mm -hmm. and you're a man if you're not a man if you don't have you know go out fighting and and you know you, you do that kind of thing then you're not a man and i found it really not quite right with frank on that one i could understand him being a little bit like if he thinks you're a communist you know it's that kind of all in that same barrel but i can see why they did it because for the story and it is meant to be as a point of view of this is the bigotry and the hatred that was going on I'm very surprised of Margaret's attitude. Didn't like that at all. I would have preferred it, actually, if she'd kind of gone against Frank a little bit on that one uh, because she's not that way inclined. She's very much kind of like has a more of a warmer heart. We saw that in a couple of episodes previously. Uh, and, of course, you know, when, when we did the one where she was drunk, you know, so you do see yeah. that. <laughs> that disappointed me a little bit. But all in all, as you said earlier on, very brave episode to do. I think um, like we've um, Star Trek, when they, they um, broke the, the ridiculous uh, thing of, uh, you know, uh, oh, the racial house, barrier. You know, kissing a black woman. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. who, who cares, man? At the end of the day, Star Trek broke that in, in the early 60s, mashed as this with, uh, with homophobia in this episode. Um, really well done. Really enjoyed it. And I think as Al, Al said uh, just then, if there are people out there who still have this backward, ridiculous, stupid attitude towards uh, uh, of, you know, homosexuality, man, possibly religious fundamentalists and just people with no brain, uh, they should watch this and, and realise that ultimately, like everything in life, it's uh, we should all just get along, love each other and have a damn good time. <laughs> <laughs> here, here for that. Yeah. No, I, you brought, I did along, like the fact that when uh, Hawkeye brought up that uh, topic of religion to Frank about, uh, you know, adultery. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know. And you, Dr. Clean Starched Underwear, next time you're browsing in the Bible, try to find a few words about compassion if you can get past the part that says thou shalt not admit adultery. Because, I mean, you know, I mean, well, Frank's a hypocrite. We already know he's a hypocrite. Mm. He'll sit there and belittle somebody and then turn around and do it himself. Yeah. But uh, I did like that they brought that little aspect up to Because, I mean, it, it, you know, it's fair to say not all religion... But most religion, you know, religious people are the more of the more vocal anti-gay uh, sentiment. Oh yeah, that's that's why I said like you the know. fundamentalist parts of, uh, of yeah. religion. You know. Well, uh, you know, like, and, and I'm being totally serious. Like in nature, when uh, when an animal is scared or backed into a corner, they get louder. Well, I think it's the same way when when we as humans, when we get scared of something, if we don't understand something, we vocalize it a lot louder. So that I think that's yeah. why the louder that these people protest against homosexuality and other things, that, that means that they don't understand you. That means that they're afraid of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap, we got really deep. <laughs> I actually, it's a good episode. I, good I actually, good you, episodes you, can do that. I think I think uh, you, you kind of nailed that on the head there. I mean, I, I remember uh, slightly going off topic years, many years ago. I was I was in the club with, um, with actually my, my girl. This was going a long, long time ago with my girlfriend. And I had a, I had a guy chat me up in this, this club. And uh, I told him, I said, I'm actually, I'm, you know, I'm heterosexual. And the look on his face was of absolute horror. And uh, I, I turned around and said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm really quite chuffed. 
And he was like, why? And I said, well, you know, come on. I, I'm going home with, I got, I got both things there. You chatted me up and I got a girlfriend. This is the best of both worlds in me. I mean, so, <laughs> I know, I know, I know Gabe, you I'm quite picky what they go for. And I was quite a chuffed. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad we all kind of agree that this is a, a very good episode for its time, mm. especially. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Well, well, you two, smart Alex, have been lollygagging around. I came across something about a certain person that's very, very interesting. Your sir. Very interesting, Frank? Very, very. Let us guess. Is this person a well-stacked U.S. Army major nurse who's bigger than the bread box that you're seeing on the side? No. No. Well, then I give up. There's one of those in camp. One of those, Frank? Which one of those doses do you mean, Frank? One of those types that don't like girls. Get it? Huh? Oh, one of those, those. Private Weston. Patient came in this morning. Know some of the guys in his outfit. I think it's disgusting. What business is it of yours, Frank? Yeah, you're a surgeon. I'm also an American. All right, you're an American surgeon. Go operate on the flag. It's your move. How about another ten? Don't you understand? The man is not normal. What's normal, Frank? Normal is everybody doing the same thing. What about individuality? Well, individuality's fine, as long as we all do it together. Relax, Frank. He'll be gone in a couple of days. Now, what do you mean, relax? Don't you object to anything? We have you, Frank. We don't need anything else. Care for a glass of checkers? Mm. That soldier, that powder puff, is just the kind of weakness the enemy can exploit. He's been wounded in combat four times, Frank. Well, even a powder puff can get lucky sometime. All right, cool. So let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. Unfortunately, there are... Very little behind the scenes, uh, one actually, and Al has it for us. Yes, I do. According to IMDb, in the soundtrack section, Wayne Rogers is credited as singing Cole Porter pen song, I've Got You Under My Skin. Pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Major Burns, I changed your patient roster like you told me to, sir. Uh, thank you, Corporal. Uh, bring it by my tent. Later. Frank, I have it here right now. Haven't seen her move so fast as we put that pancreas under a pillow. Why wasn't I informed? I am head nurse. Give me that. You've taken Private Weston off your day sheet. He said it gave him the willies to be around him. You're an enlisted man, Corporal. This is an officer's mess. Do you read me? If it'll help, I'll make him an officer. Gee, would you? Dismiss! Yes, sir. Frank, I don't understand. Private Weston is sick. Diseased. Well, if he should be quarantined, I must know immediately. What should be quarantined is Frank's mind, if we can find something small enough to put it in. Margaret, trust me. Perversion is one of the things we're fighting against. You mean Private Weston? That nice boy? Well, that's what I understand from some very reliable gossip. Frank had the duty roster changed because his pulse did the cha-cha every time he went near him. What's that supposed to mean? That means lay off before you do some real damage. I don't have to take this kind of abuse. Oh, yes, you do, Frank. You invite abuse. It would be impolite not to accept it. Frank, straighten out before we string you up by your stethoscope. 
Now you get this straight. Weston is through. When Division gets the letter I'm writing, he'll get the dishonorable discharge he deserves. All right, guys, time for trivia. Hey. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're gonna go with we're gonna go with a little bit more in depth into characters. We're gonna talk about Klinger. Oh, good. Yeah. So we're gonna start with uh, Al. Oh, why did I? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, what is Klinger's sister's name? Huh. Maxwell. Maxine. It was actually Yvonne. Oh. Yeah. All right. Here's a question for you, Ahmed. Okay. What is his father's name? Oof. <laughs> That's going to be like a... Yeah, it's not Maxine. Foreign, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, um, no. No way. It's Butch. I don't even know where we hear that. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> These are some hot, tough questions. All right. Um, this question is for me. Which of his uncles got out of World War II on a Section 8? I do not remember. Um, do you guys know? I have no idea. I have no idea. It's, uh, the answer is Gus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uncle Gus. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Now that I read the, the answer, I remember. Um, all right. And let's find one. For our listeners, what was the name of his favorite restaurant? We really don't want to give out those T-shirts, do we? <laughs> <laughs> so if you know the answer of Klinger's favorite restaurant, the name of Klinger's favorite restaurant, go ahead and email me at mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Little selective amnesia, Tramp. Remember that 80-proof confession about your first-year medical exams? Medical exams? I bought the answers. Paid a hundred dollars for them. Wow! Suppose that ever got out. Where would our hero be then? A hundred dollars? I was a kid. I paid four hundred for mine. And you have the dumb nerve to judge someone else? If you repeat that, I'll deny it. He won't tell anyone. <laughs> what if I did? You think you could handle a dishonorable discharge from the medical profession? Could you give up your uh, family and your vine-covered house? Or is that your house and your vine-covered family? Huh? Could you give up your office with your leather couch and the receptionist that goes with it? It happened years ago. I was a kid, like him. I lied. I was never a kid. Most people wouldn't care about the when, Frank. Only the what. Frank? Hmm. People who live in glass tents? Oh, tear it up. Don't take it so hard, Frank. It's the right thing. It's galling. All right, you can find MASH 4077 podcasts all over the Internet. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter, and we're at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow the hosts at Twitter. I am at GeekyFanboy. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mets. And I am at Tales Podcast. And our website is www.mash4077podcast.com. We also have a blog. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. 
And uh, our email address for all our correspondence, including the trivia questions, is mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And our terrific MASH online store can be found at www.zazzle.com forward slash mash4077podcast. Also, if you could please leave us reviews at iTunes. We love getting reviews. We love hearing from our listeners. And it also throws us into charts and just brings more notoriety to our podcast. So we'd appreciate it if you go over to iTunes, type in Nash4077podcast, and leave us a five-star review. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, I, I enjoyed our discussion on it. Thank you, guys. It was really uh, a really good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as a good episode. So uh, I'd love to hear what our listeners think. I would love to get your thoughts on this episode. Um, you know where to send all the information. Uh, until next time, I am Kenny. I'm Mitz. And I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. Arg. And we'll be seeing you. Hey, you laid in on me pretty good, rotten wise. Low IQ. Your lips move plenty. Only when there's a girl attached. What do you got in your past you'd like buried? I've led a peerless life of exemplary behavior. There's a lot of sainthood talk going around in my town. You gonna start lying to me? Lying? I don't have to take that kind of talk. My man started his academic career by failing the afternoon nap. <laughs> Would you like a drink before you go? I should never ask. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programmes and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean, so just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. Hi, my name's Kenny, and I'm a fanboy. Do you like Star Trek, Star Wars, Harry Potter? Do you consider yourself a brown coat or a twihard? Are you into cosplaying, LARPing, a furry? Can you speak Klingon or Elvish? Can you name all the doctors and their companions? Do you just love football or can't get enough of your favorite music group? Then this podcast is for you, Confessions of a Fanboy. Each episode, I sit down with a fanboy or fangirl and discuss their fandom and how it affects their daily lives. Be it geeky, sporty, or musical, fandoms can span a wide range of people. So come subscribe to Confessions of a Fanboy on iTunes. Or visit us online at confessionsofafanboypodcast.com and take a listen to fellow fans talk about the love for their fandom. Confessions of a Fanboy. Hi, I'm Al. And I'm Joyce. And And we're we're huge huge Disneyland Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the place so much we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known and often overlooked gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks, as well as offer up some tips and tricks that we've uncovered over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. Check out Tales from the Mouse House. In iTunes. Hi, this is Rick Moyer. 
and this is Amy Moyer, and we are the hosts of Take Him With You. The weekly podcast where we discuss life at the Geeky Moyer's home, and then we talk about our faith and how it relates to the world around us. Very, very positive podcast, and we think you really enjoy it. And I love Star Trek and heavy metal music. And I like Star Trek. Kind and of. heavy metal music. And I hate heavy metal music. <laughs> hate is a strong word. Uh, well, you got to understand, when you're recording... Give and, in to your hate, Amy. Yeah, when you're recording and you go over and over those loud, obnoxious riffs, you know, I mm. do not like the loud guitar. You're talking about the Perry songs that I do. Some of them I like. Give in to your hate. You've done some big band songs and some soft songs that I've liked. Yeah, well, anyway. Yeah, I just don't really like the heavy metal. Want to hear more of our banter? You can by listening to our podcast. Where can they find it? You can find it at TakeHimWithYou.com or iTunes. That's right, iTunes. Yes. <laughs> so you can tune, tune in. And, but I do like some sci-fi. Amy, I'm your husband. <laughs> <laughs> I like Star Trek, and I like like Babylon Five. And Make it so. Some different questions. We're going too long now. Let's We're too long. go okay. away. You don't know the power of the podcast. Take it with you. That was kind of like Darth Vader. <laughs> Mash 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. It was directed by Jane... Uh, it's all about a decorated soldier who arrives at the 4077 as a result of the fight of a fire. Uh, okay, boy. And uh, Patricia Stevens returns as Nurch... Why can't I say that? Nurch missile. <laughs> Jeez. The coal part. Uh, guest stars in this episode. Richard Eli plays... V- 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 that's private, isn't it? Rivet. <laughs> <laughs> He's the rivet. He holds things okay. together. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, guest stars of this episode. Uh, Richard Eli plays Private George, not to be confused with the economist Richard T. Eli. Eli. Oh, meds, you did. <laughs> so close. Oh, I wrote this crap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>